This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Bill 81. Now, Bill 81 is a massive bill, and it covers all kinds of different areas around election financing and other things. Um, the part that people were really shocked by and very concerned by was the changing of the law where it will now be legal in the province of Alberta to buy a party membership for somebody else without their knowledge or even their consent. They don't even know that you've bought a party membership for them. Um, and as I said, we reached out to several UCP MLAs. We've heard um, a very limited amount of interaction in press conferences yesterday from the Premier and Jason Nixon. Um, they, they were unable to join us today for whatever reason. You can speculate on that for your own uh, purposes. But we did receive an email yesterday from the UCP party uh, saying they wanted to come on and correct some things that I'd gotten wrong yesterday or people had wrong about this whole situation. And I said, sure, okay, we can do that. So joining us now is Cynthia Moore. Cynthia is the president of the United Conservative Party, and uh, she joins us now. Cynthia, thanks for your time today. I appreciate you joining us. Well, I'm really happy to be here, Shay. Thank um, you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I do have to say, I've you know, I've been, like I was saying earlier, I think I've been in media for almost 30 years now, and I've never had a party official reach out um, on behalf of the the government, um, so I just want I just want to get some clear. Are you doing this on behalf of the party? Or are you doing this on behalf of the UCP MLA caucus? Um, how did this come about? Well, actually, it came about because I listened to your show and um, I heard the comments that were made yesterday about our membership process. And I asked our team to reach out to you because I felt it was important that we um, clarified for uh, the general public and for our members about our membership process. So I'm here really on behalf of the party. Okay, so you're all here. Okay, fair enough. Now, uh, what, what, what was wrong? What did we have wrong yesterday? Well, I mean, the first thing is um, I can't, as you know, I'm not involved in government and I can't speak on behalf of um, government. But I do know that this law changed nothing about purchasing memberships. This was always the case that memberships could be purchased. And the reason that I, under, I understand that government has done that, and I would think that your, your uh, listeners would appreciate this, is they don't believe that government should be involved in managing the membership processes of associations and, um, you know, small uh, organizations and political parties like ours. Okay, now hang on, Cynthia. It's not true that it's always been legal to buy a party membership in this province without the knowledge and consent of the person you're buying it for. That's not, that was changed in this bill. That's, that was the language in the bill that changed that. Well, that's not my understanding of it, Shay. And I'm really here, though, to speak about our membership process. Well, okay, um, but we, I think we need to be really clear on the fact that that was the change in the legislation, and that was the UCP MLA standing up and saying, no, we need to have a line in this bill saying you need to have informed consent from somebody to buy a party membership for them. That that was the whole well, fight. Well, okay, I understand, um, and I'm not going to argue with you about that. The, well, I'm here to talk about the, youth, the United Conservative Party's membership process. Yes. And I want, um, on behalf of our members, I mean, our members set the rules, and our members need to have confidence in our membership process, which is 
that you have to give consent if a membership is purchased. So you purchase a membership in your own name and you also have to pay for it. And that has never changed. I, I, you're absolutely right, and that was pointed out yesterday. But, I mean, we we can't just gloss over the fact that um, the UCP party, the leadership campaign of Jason Kenney, is currently under RCMP investigation for this very thing, for not following those rules during the race for the leadership of the UCP party back in 2017. So, I mean, the rules are there, but they're not always followed. Well, I mean, I can only... I've been this, uh, the party president for almost three weeks now, and I can only speak to the situation that I'm involved in. And uh, I have a lot of trust in our members and that they will follow the rules. We are very, I mean, let's face it, political parties have nothing without their members. And so we are very, um, our member membership process is sacrosanct. I'm not going to comment on anything that's gone on in the past. I'm looking to the future. And um, we're in a situation where we're growing our membership base. And we, um, you know, we have a lot of respect for our members, and we're going to protect the, their um, in, the integrity of the membership process. Let me ask you, speaking of the future and speaking of the rules and speaking of the membership, your rules also state that if 25% of constituency associations come together and ask for an early leadership review, that will be granted. Um, that happened. The party attempted to change the threshold, failed at doing that, and we found out yesterday we'll just ignore the 25% of constituency associations. So tell me again about how you're respecting the membership and the rules of the party when it comes to the leadership review of Jason Kenney being moved up. Well, Shay, I mean, 20, there, I, I guess I would say that I, I and my team, including the board of the United Conservative Party, are listening to all members, and we have to take into consideration all points of view. Um, that group doesn't necessarily re, um, represent the majority of our members, but we did try to make changes to the process in order to make it more accessible to the members. We didn't feel the need to move the date for a lot of reasons. Um, and particularly, I mean, you'll appreciate this. I, I listened to a lot of your um, people who call in who are on the road. We felt that keeping it at April made it easier for people to travel around the province. We moved it from Edmonton to uh, Red Deer in order to make it more cost-effective for our membership. And we changed it to a special general meeting, which is what that group wanted. So to say that we we ignored what they said is not at all the case. Um, Frankly, uh, that's all I've been thinking about in the last few weeks, other than our very successful annual general meeting that we had a few weeks ago, um, is, you know, how can we respond best to our membership when it comes to the leadership review. And you should know that in our rules, which the members have uh, voted on, and is that we uh, leadership reviews are held at uh, um, uh, a meeting mm-hmm. where people buy registrations and that they attend, which is what we are doing. But I was very concerned that we keep the registration fee as low as possible so as many people could participate. And I understand, and that's, and that's all well and good, and you're right, the, the AGM in Red Deer is something that they had asked about. That's, that's the one concession they were granted, but you, you, you wanted to come on and talk about the rules of the UCP party and how they're steadfast and how we don't have to worry about um, party memberships being bought without people's knowledge and consent. Um, we've already covered two of the instances where the rules really didn't seem to be uh, upheld, and I'm, and I'm wondering, again, if you're, if you're talking about the membership and respect the rules of the UCP party, the rules that you're talking about clearly state that if 25% of the constituency associations want an early review of the leadership, that's, all, that's the threshold that has to be met, and the early review will happen. 
you're talking about the rules. You tried to change the rules at the AGM and change the threshold. That failed, and still the rules not being followed. So when we talk about the rules of the UCP party and how we can all have faith in them being upheld, I understand why people would be saying, well, but they're not. Well, but that, Shay, that's not, not at all the case. I mean, how's it wrong? All, how, how's it not the case? Uh, well, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you how it's wrong. Because the only thing in our rules that the um, 25% of constituency associations can do is to ask for an early leadership review. Right. We had already granted an earlier leadership review. I've been on this board previously. We had moved the leadership review from the fall to the spring. Okay, so that's the first thing. And then we, but we also felt that we wanted to lower, as I say, we wanted to lower the barrier to accessibility. But frankly, you know, they, they wanted one member, one vote. That is not in our rules. And um, I, I believe, personally believe that if people want to vote in the leadership review, they should have to pay a small um, registration fee and they should be prepared to come and participate in our, our um, leadership, event, leadership review event. Um, that's the way leadership reviews have always been held. I've been, to new, I've been involved in politics my whole adult life, and I've been involved in numerous leadership reviews. It is the way they have always been held. And Have they always had 25% are, of constituents associations asking that they be held differently? Well, they're, but, they're, but the only thing they can ask for is an earlier leadership review, which we have granted by moving it from the fall. But that's the not spring. what they asked for. They wanted it done prior to March 1st. You know that. Yes, no, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. And we just decided that, I mean, let's face it, there's practical challenges in all of this, too. And, you know, March, prior to March 1st versus the first weekend in April, you know, come on. Um, we, and I, I've been the chair of our um, annual general meeting uh, for the last three years. I know what it takes to organize it. There was no, there's no, um, like, I talk to these people all the time. They're my friends. They're, you know, we're, we are co-members in this party. And we were trying to do our best to pick the, the best date, the best location, and the best way of doing this for our membership. Okay. I don't feel at all that we were ignoring their wishes. Fair enough. Cynthia, I appreciate you coming on. I, I, I will say I would rather have had an MLA uh, on behalf of the UCP party, but I'm glad that you um, stepped into the void and tried to offer some explanation, at least from the party's viewpoint. Thank you for your time today. I appreciate it. Yes, I appreciate being on here. Thank you. You bet. Thank you very Bye. much. That's Cynthia Moore, who is president of the United Conservative Party of Alberta. And as I said, um, requests were put out to the Premier, uh, to Rick McIver, to Jason Nixon, to Casey Maggi. We asked them all to please come on the show and talk about Bill 81. Um, they didn't. Uh, what more can I tell you? You read into it whatever you want to read into it, okay? Uh, we do know that a lot of people have a lot of concerns about Bill 81, and particularly that one component, which just seems, it seems bizarre to me. If you want to take big money out of politics, and that's what they, they called it, the anti-AFL bill, because they didn't want unions throwing a lot of big money into political parties. Well, now when you can go out and purchase memberships on somebody else's behalf without their knowledge and consent, aren't you opening the door to a different kind of big money? None of it makes any sense. And there's a lot of concerns. Coming up, we're going to get the opposition's viewpoint on this. We're going to chat with uh, Thomas Dang, who is with the NDP. Uh, He was in the ledge as this all went down in the middle of the night a couple of nights ago. We'll hear from him right after this. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? 
you need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. We just heard um, from Cynthia Moore, who's president of the United Conservative Party, and I will say again... Uh, that we've asked a number of UCP MLAs to come on. And uh, so far, they have not taken us up on our invitation. Um, so we're trying to get uh, the full discussion around this bill and what happened in the legislature. So now we're going to chat with Thomas Dang, who is the NDP MLA for Edmonton South, Democracy and Ethics Infrastructure Critic, member of the opposition. Thomas, thanks for joining us this morning. Appreciate your time. Thanks for having me, Shay. So I guess the concern that a lot of people have here, I mean, it's a huge bill. There's a lot in it. Um, but the one thing that's leaping out to most people is this provision where it's now legal to buy party memberships for somebody in Alberta on their behalf without their knowledge or their consent. That's that's obviously concerning. Absolutely. And I mean, this is exactly what Jason Kenney and his leadership review is under RCMP investigation for uh, in relation to his 2017 campaign. So, so when they're suddenly opening up these loopholes that didn't previously exist, we have to start asking why, and, and even UCP MLAs are asking why. Um, and that's the question that I have, and Thomas, let's take a look at this. What is the benefit? Why would this change be made? Um, it doesn't mean that you can go and cast a vote on somebody's behalf. So what is the advantage that could be gained by anybody under this system? Yeah, and I mean, I think the benefit or the gaming of the system is looking at Jason Kenney's leadership review, which is going to be coming up in this spring. Uh, and, and technically, legally, you can't cast a vote on somebody else's behalf. But we know there's allegations and, and RCMP investigations into uh, fraud, forgery, uh, corruption, and, and even allegedly voting booths the UCP used to vote on behalf of thousands of members during the last campaign. And, and, and if you were able to sell a lot of memberships, this is something that could be done um, to regular leadership campaign. It could be. I understand what you're saying, but I mean, we'll wait and see what happens with that. The, the, the other question is that the focus of this bill was your party and your ties to labor unions, which we know support the NDP. I don't think that's a secret. Um, when you're talking about removing big money, uh, union money primarily, labor money from the system, um, when you take a step like this, do you not open the door to more big money coming in with the purchase of party memberships, albeit at the party level? Absolutely. And one of the things that also happened is they opened up this huge loophole where nomination contests and leadership contests can now raise additional money outside of the donation cap. So, so really what they're causing is the system where they're bringing in more and more money into the party system uh, and, and trying to exclude workers and, and organized groups um, and third parties from, from getting involved in politics. But there is the issue with unions and, and the money that they support the NDP. And, and you know, I'm, I get texts whenever we have this discussion, the fact that a lot of union membership feel that they are supporting the NDP, whether they want to or not. So, I mean, I think there is 
uh, a case to be made by the UCP government to say we need to try and, you know, separate that. Um, did you feel targeted, though, in, in the action that was taken in the legislature? Let me be very clear. Um, the first bill the NDP government introduced in 2015 was to ban corporate and union donations from politics. So, so unions are not able to contribute to the NDP. They're not able to, to give money to, to NDP candidates. And, and that's how I think it should be. Um, if third party groups want to advertise and want to get involved in democracy, there's, there's a rules framework for that. And, and I'm hoping th- uh, that everyone will follow those rules. Um, when we go forward from here, um, legal challenges are expected. Is your party considering a legal challenge um, to the legislation that was passed? We're still reviewing everything that's going on in the legislation. We were debating it until uh, 3 a.m. Uh, uh, in the legislature because the government was trying so hard to ram this through. So so we're going to be looking at our opportunities, but the, the party will have more to say on that in the future. Um, and Thomas, last one. Um, just what happened in the legislature with, um, you know, time constraints. I mean, we've seen that before. That's not new. Um, there's a lot of people saying that the democratic process was was cheated. It, it went till three in the morning. Just give us your take on what happened in the ledge um, early, early Wednesday morning. Yeah, time allocation and shutting down debate. The government does that all the time. But what is new is that their own members, there were three UCP MLAs that wanted to bring in amendments to close this membership loophole where you could buy memberships on behalf of somebody else. Uh, and, and what happened was UCP ministers started getting up and talking so that they could block their own members uh, during that limited time from speaking, from bringing those amendments forward. And that's something I've never seen before, to try and shut down your own party from making changes to your bill, to try and shut down people who are supposed to be your own friends. Um, that's something that's unprecedented and I think uh, really shows uh, how seriously they, they want to rig their own party. Thomas, I appreciate you joining us this morning and giving us uh, the opposition perspective on this. Thank you for your time. Thank you very much. That's Thomas Dang, who is a uh, member of the opposition, a uh, member of the NDP government uh, uh, party in the uh, province of Alberta. And, uh, you know, he's, he's bringing up what a lot of other people are bringing up. And, and, and just taking a look at the text line, there's a lot of people really, really troubled by um, Bill 81. And a lot of people aren't. I wouldn't say a lot. There's some people who aren't. And they think this was, you know, there was a legitimate concern with um, labor and, you know, union donations and all the rest of those sorts of things. But I'm I'm hearing from union members right now this morning saying, you know what, I'm a union member and we support the NDP even if we don't want to. You know, that's not our choice. Like Dale says, Shay, when I was with one of the large unions in the city, we backed the NDP candidates whether we liked it or not. And not only did we donate as much as we could, they would have volunteers to man the bar at functions and then we as the union would pick up the bar tab. That's how they got around the rules. And, you know... Uh, I don't think there's any dispute that when you talk about labor, they're supporters of the NDP right or across the board, not just in Alberta. Um, and uh, as you know, as Thomas said, there were rules put in in terms of how much can be donated, how much can be contributed. There are rules and there's limits around that to try and get big money out of politics. Uh, I think it's a separate issue. 